<clears throat> testing, testing. <laughs> hey, Alex. Hi, Kim. Welcome to How to Be Queer. Welcome to How to Be Queer podcast. So let me be the first to wish you <gasps> happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Thank you. You're my wife. I'm, you're my wife. And, and welcome to our podcast, How to Be Queer. My name's Kim. My pronouns are she, her. My name is Alex. My pronouns are they, them. We are on tiny microphones. We are on tiny microphones, <laughs> and it feels really weird. Usually we're on big microphones with like big things on our head, and everything decided not to work. It did. For our Pride, like the beginning of Pride Month podcast. The most important queer month of the year. Like, just don't mess this one up, and, yeah. and none of our shit works. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels really strange talking into a tiny microphone. Yep, and it's kind of funny. It's like... <laughs> You have a love of tiny things, though. Like you love um, yeah. tiny cups, tiny saucers. In fact, when we go to restaurants <laughs> and they give you like a tiny utensil to do something, I always steal them for you. Oh my gosh, it's a look we have. I'm like, you're gonna take that, right? Of course, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> but it's funny. I'm like, but but this doesn't feel good, does it? No, we like big things when we're <laughs> recording our podcast with big headphones and big microphones. And this is a big a big one. This is. Uh, I guess we'll probably release this. Uh, it's May thir- May 31st right now while we're talking. And then so tomorrow we'll release this. And it'll be June 1st, the official start of Pride Month. Happy Queer Pride. Happy Pride. And really Pride is something that we should be celebrating every month. But we do take time out in the month of June for a couple reasons why June is 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 Pride Month. I don't know. I, where do, I think we kind of got a little giggly about this episode and we already see we're already yes. off track. The tiny microphone is throwing me off. Yeah, I was going to say what are we going to we we have all sorts of fun things we could talk about today. We do have all sorts of fun things that we're going to talk about today and the one of the first things we have to do is we have to thank our sponsor. Go check them out. Um go over to youthscene.org youth s e e n dot org also at blackpridedenver.com i mean black pride denver i think it is it blackpride.org well you can find black pride through youth scene yes but yes we're celebrating not only our pride but we are also celebrating black pride mm-hmm. and they've got an, a, a ton of amazing events coming up this month so maybe you're like your podcast sucks but you find out about us but i find out about black pride there's maybe you could Come to one of the events for Black Pride that's going on. Mm-hmm. If, you're, so... if you're here in Colorado, you will find Alex and I there. Yes. There are so many amazing things happening. So before we get into all the wonderful things about Pride, mm-hmm. can I talk about the things about Pride that I hate? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll get into the things that we like. The, go ahead. Pride is exhausting. I was going to say the older we get, the less we care about it. Just kidding. <laughs> It's freaking exhausting. Like, it's not even June 1st yet, and I'm exhausted by Pride. Uh Because everybody's asking you, what are you going to do for Pride? Mm -hmm. And then they ask us, will you you do a podcast for Pride? Will you speak at Pride? Will you plan a Pride? Will you do this? I'm like, I just, we just went through our calendar for the month of June, and I'm already done. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling about it? I would like to skip (laughs) to July. I know it's crazy and but then I'm like no 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 no. oh I know we're gonna do it and it's gonna be amazing and our community like we're psyched to leave our home and see everybody we have I think, not been good about leaving our home lately no I think we're just coming up we're a little bit fussy I'm gonna steal your word because I love it <laughs> we're a little bit fussy right now because we came off an incredible weekend of unpeopling and it was just a bubble of 
for me, it was a bubble of you, which was the best thing ever. We did have a bubble. We had a bubbling. So, but we should explain what we mean when we say this because we yeah. did. We we we, were, we had a three day weekend. Mm-hmm. And I worked right up until the last minute on Friday to get everything that I needed to get done. Yeah. And then we had, we decided, we purposely decided out of this, out of these three days that we had off, there were, we, we didn't, we, we pawned our children off. We didn't have children. <laughs> and we said, we're going to have two days out of these three days where we are not going to even talk to anybody else. <laughs> yep. And it was fucking amazing. Yeah. I want to say, though, by the time last night rolled around, we were kind of sitting on the sofa next to each other, addicted to this show, The Staircase. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of talking to each other and kind of just like staring. I think, well, number one, your body was probably really sore. My body was really sore, but we should explain that. <laughs> <laughs> interpreted <laughs> in a really bad way tune in folks i know welcome to the podcast how to be queer no my body was sore because we are also i everyone that listens to this podcast knows this i am i am working really hard to get myself into a better space with my body and so i've been exercising a lot but i've been doing the same exercise and now i'm like well i'm gonna mix it up i'm gonna do something new and i was like okay, I'll go to the gym with Alex and do Alex's workout. And let me tell you, it's two days later and I try to like lift my arm to like do my hair, put mascara on and my arms like shaking and I can't do anything. And I'm like, why did I do this to myself? So yeah, my body was in two days. I was in pain. You rocked it out. And the day before we ran, but the running was fun. The running around the lake? If you say so. The running around the lake. That was beautiful. It was a beautiful day and a beautiful view. And there was, there was water and big trees and, and ducks. I agree. I agree. It was it was great. And we were like running and listening to Lizzo. Uh-huh. Also, we were on like step 15. And I was like, I don't know. I had to talk myself through the entire thing. But lifting heavy things to me is so much harder than just going for a run. Going for a run is really hard for me. Yeah, well, talk about it. either way. It's two days later. I'm sore. Are you sore from running? My legs are a little sore, but it could have been from like be from... five thousand pounds you put on your back and <laughs> like lifted it out. I guess I I guess I just I love how we we love spending time together. Yes, I love spending time and with you. we try the things that the other. One likes to do. Yes. And we participate in the things that, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It yeah. was, it was, it, it, as much as I'm like, I see, I just tried to move my arm again. And I'm like, this one's broken. This is not working. My arm is broken. Mine's broken. Mine's broken. Um, it, but it, it was, it, it, it was good to push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So we're on the couch. We're staring at each other. We're watching this, um, well, Gwen Chamblin. Oh my God. And, I was like questioning my entire life. <laughs> so, so we always talk about the stuff that we're watching on here, but we, we watched the staircase. We've got one episode left of that okay. that's coming out this week. Colin Firth, Tony Collette's oh, in it. Yeah. It's so freaking messed up and I'm so obsessed with it. And I feel like everybody needs to watch it. And then they need to have a conversation with me about owls. Watch it. You'll understand what we're talking about. Yes. So good. And there's some queer shit in it too, which yeah. I love. There's lots of queer shit in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're watching, we watched this, the, the Way Down, which is Gwen Shamblin, Laura, who is who passed away in a plane crash 
uh, about a year ago, last May of 2021. Oh, yeah. And they were filming this documentary about her. She was like, she's a dietitian and like a weight loss person and then started a church. Yeah, the remnant like remnant, remnant fellowship, fellowship in Brent Brentwood, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. And like they would not like us down there. I know. I can't imagine like when you look at like the the people that are in their fellowship, like it doesn't seem like it's a queer friendly church. Well, they told the one guy to Oh, that's right. They did tell yeah. the one guy like you're queer, you're out of here. Yeah. But but I have to say like she's a dietitian. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Yes. Like when you're they, a nutrition dietitian? Yeah, they they were very conscious about making sure they listed dietitian under her name, but okay. then also like the founder leader of, you know, run a fellowship, but the dietitian thing, she basically used God to manipulate people into losing weight and in really horrible, unhealthy, toxic ways. And, that, but it's amazing to me though, that she ended up starting like a cult church from this too. And it's like yeah. basically called herself like a prophet. Like Jesus or God was speaking to her. I'm like, I thought we were trying to lose weight. Like, how did we get here? Yeah, shame. fascinating. What, what are the, what are the common themes? Shame and guilt. Don't eat. Don't eat. And shame. Be skinny. If you yeah, if you if you don't eat and you're skinny, you'll go to heaven. That's that one so woman actually up. said that that what's his face t- t- told her that. Oh right, if she stopped eating and got skinny, Jesus would love her. And so I kind of wonder with these churches and like, isn't Jesus just like Jesus loves everybody. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus is supposed to be love. Yeah. So I'm always like, "Mm." so when we use and invoke his name to put shame and hatred on people, that's not really Jesus. Oh, that's fucked up shit. I know. So we're watching the show. I'm laying there with you. And I was like, tomorrow's Tuesday. Don't want Tuesday to come. Just want to keep going to where in our bubble. Yeah. I know I enjoyed the bubble, but it was good that we did bubble because yeah. we have, like I was saying, tomorrow's pri- tomorrow's the start of Pride. Happy Pride, Alex. Happy Pride. Otherwise known as you become an adult and you become a person that is um, influential and meaningful in your community, which both of us are, and everybody asks you to do shit the entire month. Yes. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> yes. But We're, you want we, But you want to do it. I was just going to say, we like it. We love what we do. But also it's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. And so I look at like, you know, when we were both talking about like when you're younger and you go to pride Mm -hmm. and you're like, it's a party, it's a parade, like woohoo, love is love. And then you get old and you're like, yeah, I live this every day. Do I really have to go to every single party? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes it tough. Yeah, I know. I was one of the people I did not know that pride was a resistance or the history of pride until after much later in my life so did you learning learning did you feel like when you were younger pride was just like yes i'm just gonna go and party and just be me i yes i had read the book stone butch blues which is now no longer in print i believe um is it because weird people in in florida and other book burners basically like said no more of this book i actually don't know i would need to look that up i'm not sure about that that but it's stopped being printed quite a while ago but i was so I did I just f- thought pride was a, a a party and and, and it is it and, is, and of it course is. it is but in my you know 19 year old 20 year old brain I was just like I'm just trying to kind of escape myself and figure things out yeah so but yeah so what are you hoping like over the so over the course of the next like couple weeks wherever you I just we just went through like our 
our schedule of all the things that we're going to do this this June. What are you most looking forward to? You know, I will say like I know that it's it, it is very very important to to know our history and to where things came from and who started it and also we are I feel like we're living in a time where we absolutely need joy and light and fun and easy and um so making sure like that I mean life is a party mm-hmm. I, w- I would hope so I would yeah I, I, it I, should be yeah I, I think it's it's giving people a sense of hope right now yeah which we need given um we're not going to get into it on this on this podcast but just things that have trans you know that have happened over the last week especially mm-hmm. but we talk about it on this podcast a lot of just you know what what is facing our lgbtq community so yeah I, i'm with you like it is super important that and i'm going to share of course because i'm a nerd and i love to share shit i'm going to share some shit of like hey these are some like really key moments mm-hmm. in lgbtq history and then maybe we're going to talk alex about things that we just like about being gay sweet yeah does that sound like a good plan yeah Okay, do you want me to start with like things we know about gay history? And um, this is going to be the speed round version. Okay, I love when we do speedy uh, things too. Okay, oh, okay. So the first gay rights group that was established. Do you take a take like a random guess for me of like what year you think that happened? Um, nineteen twenties. You're right. Well, I kind of you kind of did, but you but also intuitive. Notes? I did, but also intuitively, it it. I know it, it just makes sense because the tw- the 1920s were a very roaring roaring they were roaring. So World War One, yes. Yeah, so the, in 1924, the first gay rights group is established. World War One veteran Henry Gerber founded the Society for Human Rights in Chicago. Is that the Gerber baby? I don't know. I, I, I'm sorry. I digress. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> the group was the first gay rights group in America, and its newsletter, Friendship and Freedom, was the United States' first recorded gay rights publication. Um, the Supreme Court in January of 1958 ruled in favor of gay rights. Um, this was after the U.S. Post Office refused to deliver America's first widely distributed po- pro-gay publication one. The homosexual magazine, the case went to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the court ruled in favor of gay rights for the first time, making it a major landmark in LGBTQ history. Then we've got... Um, a couple other things. I'm not going to read all of them. Okay. But just like, so we know, obviously, June 28th of 1969. We talked about this in our last one. That is, of course, the Stonewall Riots, which sparked the beginning of the LGBTQ movement. Um, thank you to our trans women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marcia, also yeah. Stormy or Stormy. We're still not sure to pronounce. I still say that she threw the first punch. She was a biracial um, I think that she referred to herself as a butch lesbian. Okay. So that's all Stonewall. And now we start to get into like a little bit more modern history. So in 1973, this is crazy. And you've talked about this before, you, you, about the American Psychiatrics Association. <sighs> yeah. What'd they do? They removed homosexuality from being declared a mental illness. Yeah, they moved, removed it from the DSM-5. It was a whole thing. That it was considered a mental illness. Yeah. Yeah, I have notes about it, but I, and, and off the top of my head, I can't remember the exact, I don't want to mess up, but yeah, it's fascinating how they, um, yeah. Yeah, and then we had in 1987, Barney Frank became 
becomes the second openly gay member of of Congress. Um, we also have, and then we're going to like, I'm going to jump forward to April of 2000. And this is Vermont took a huge step and they legalized same-sex marriage. That's also why every time I went to Vermont, I saw a lot of lesbians Maybe in their flannels. Huh. Maybe that's why I had this calling to go to University of Vermont. And, may, may have been. Yeah. Um, in October of 2009, we've talked about this on our podcast, the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crime Prevention Acts became a law. Um, that was signed into law by President Obama. And then um, September 2011, Don't Ask, Don't Tell is over. President Obama again officially revoked the, anti-dis- the anti-gay discriminatory Don't Ask, Don't Tell law. In June of 2013, SCOTUS strikes down the Defense of Marriage Act. So this is all leading us, right? So then in January of 2015, this is crazy to me. So in two, January of 2015, 2015, President Obama acknowledges the LGBTQ community in the State of Union Address. It is the first time in U.S. history the words lesbian, bisexual, and transgender were used in the President's State of the Union Address. When President Obama mentioned that, as Americans, we respect human dignity and condemn the persecution of minority groups. The first time ever? Was in January of 2015. That took too long. Um, In April of 2015, Obama called for the end of conversion therapy. And then in in June of 2015, sexual orientation is added to the military's anti-discrimination policy. And then June 26th, on the anniversary of Stonewall, Mm. um, the Supreme Court finally and officially declared same-sex marriage a constitutional right nationwide, meaning all states must allow Americans to get married regardless of their gender or sexual orientation. Um, now we've got a couple other things that happened after this. The Equality Act was also introduced in 2015, which I believe we're still trying to pass. Um, the Stonewall Inn was, was made a national monument in May of 2016. Um, in November of 2018, LGBTQ candidates swept the midterms. More than 150 LGBTQ candidates were elected into office. Um, and, and it goes on. New York City in May of 2019 honored activists Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera with monuments. And this was, of course, these were our trans women of color that led us through the Stonewall riots. So a lot of, and it's interesting when you go through that because a lot of things happened in June, which I'm like, oh, it's like a, you know, a nice nod to, to Pride Month that some of these laws were enacted at the same time. But I have to say, like, I, I'm really going to try to, like, dig deep because, you know, I'm just reading through that and I'm like, Obama, 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 like all these things that happened there where we saw a lot of growth for a certain period of time. And now it's kind of feeling like, oh, shit. I mean, I've said on here, I'm fully going into the next year expecting that there could potentially be a rollback of a right that we just celebrated in November, which mm-hmm. was we were legally married. Yeah. Um, we're looking at, you know, it could be up to half of our country is going to roll back rights for LGBTQ folks. And so, you know, we make progress and we're going to have dark periods and we're just going to have to, again, pride is a, is an act of resistance and we just got to keep going. Yep. How do you feel about like all, I mean, that's a lot of history I just went through. Yeah, I just, um, 
thank you for sharing it. And I think I there's a lot a lot of that I didn't I did not know about. Well, and I think it's a little bit generational too. Like you yeah. know the guys on TikTok, the old gays. Do you watch? Oh them my gosh, TikTok? they're so funny. I love yes. them. And so if you're on TikTok, I think what are they called exactly? I have to look them up. I. Um, I think they're called the old gays. Yeah. And they, they go on and talk a lot about what their experience has been like. I'm, I, I think I looked up their ages. They range from like 68 all the way up to like almost 80 oh. of what their yeah. experiences. There's a man, there's a, a man of color there's, and just what their different experiences were of getting to this point. And I'm like, I kind of think about it from their perspective. I'm like, they've gone from never tell anybody you're gay. Don't ask, don't tell you know, they've lived through a period where it was deemed mental illness mm-hmm. to having all of these rights solidified for them. And now potentially at the end, like the latter part of their life, potentially seeing their rights rolled back again. I'm like, why the fuck do people give a shit about gay rights? Like, come on, just let people live. Yeah. I mean, I know it's, it's, t- it's, it's, you know, it's TikTok and it's social media, but they, they're inspirational. Cause like, cause like, you know, it's like, no matter what happens, they're always having a party. They're oh, they definitely take yeah. on the um, uh, the feeling of joy, and and yeah. and I and I do like that about them because not everything can be. And it's at the same time, I'm like, we got to balance it with like, there's real shit that goes on mm-hmm. that feels that is discriminatory, um, that is is set up in ways like I don't want to take, I don't want to gaslight anybody into thinking like, oh, it's just all joy and excellence. It it's not right. But the, this month of um, of June, I was thinking, what do you think about if we just talk about things that we like tonight? We're just going to talk about what are what are some of your favorite gay things? Let's dive into it. You got our. <laughs> our let's dive into it. We can. You can make anything anything gay. Well, so funny. <laughs> I decided to Google like what, like just like what, what is Google going to tell me things are gay? Mm-hmm. And so then it was like, well, can we, can we, you know, how it always asks, like, can you put your location in? And I'm like, I'm going to allow my location on this. Yeah. And so the list of gay things in Denver, do you know what number one was? <laughs> if you want to do gay things in Denver, what do you think Google told me to go do? Um, art or shopping. <laughs> Both. It said go to the Denver Art Museum and go to Cherry Creek and go shopping. Because if you're gay, chances are you just want to go see art and go shopping and I don't know make a lot I of mean, money to go get those things. But, but it always it fascinates me. Like I'm like, isn't that kind of a stereotype that gay people are all like extremely cultured and we'll have this yeah deep culture. That's the word. Yeah, this deep appreciation for art, and then you're gonna go to Cherry Creek and darling, maybe we'll have some brunch. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it was like when I think of gay shit that we do, I'm like, I don't know that the Denver Art Museum was gonna come up top on my list. No. I was thinking I went right to like, you know, safe spaces, the bars, places to go dance. I mean, dancing would definitely be. I love yeah. to go dancing and yeah. and and I think part of why I also love dancing in gay bars is that I, you know, you I remember being in college and you would go dancing and there'd be some frat boy thinking that like grinding up on your ass was something that you wanted and I'm like, "Dude, you need to." I actually had a friend in college, we she smoked cigarettes. She would ash on people that got too close. <gasps> that is <laughs> That is brilliant. Yeah, I, I feel like it could have gotten a little dicey at a couple moments, but maybe I just think that because I wish I, I wish I had 
had the guts to do it. She definitely did. She <laughs> like some dude would come up and be like, "Oh, you want to dance?" And she'd be like, "Not really." And you know, he'd be like, "You know how guys would do that? They'd yeah. come up and like dance behind you." She would literally just take her cigarette and like ash it on. This is of course when you could still smoke in bars. Yeah, I want to say someone came up to me one time. I was out with some some girlfriends, like friends that were girls, but you know, a guy kind of would be like, "Are you guys gonna kiss?" Like, can Ew. we watch? Ew. Like, you're, a, you're, do you honestly think that we are here for your entertainment? That's, and that's a, that's a gay thing I love. That song by Pink. I'm not here for your fucking entertainment. Do you really want to mess with me, me tonight? tonight? I love the lyrics to that song. Yeah. So, okay, so your gay thing you would want to go do is go dancing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would want to go dancing. I also love gay movies. And I'm not talking about porn. I'm talking about like I love watching. I did not think porn. Thank you. I'm not a I'm not a porn consumer. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna yuck somebody's yum. Just not for me. Um, but I love watching like like we're gonna watch Love Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we've, we're actually gonna be on another person's podcast talking about Love, love yeah. Simon for the month of Pride. But I want to like watch that movie. Mm-hmm. And I love um. Oh, what was the other one? I love The Happiest Season. Yeah. I like that watching one, that all year round. I do too. I'm like, but I really loved that movie. And um, and I always watch Schitt's Creek. Schitt's Creek makes me so freaking happy. Yes. And and I, I love, I guess I'm, it's always great to see some queer reference. And also, I think we, I may be able to speak for myself, we like to make everything gay. Because there's so much joy in <laughs> in being gay and being yourself yes like there's gay food <laughs> oh my god what's gay food it's it's food at a gay owned restaurant or something <laughs> like it tastes better because it's gay <laughs> that chicken looks kind of gay to me <laughs> okay i'm sorry but true maybe it's just like really good food I think, yeah, and I think I'm maybe I'm just commenting more on the experience when you know you're in like a either like a gay owned space or like a you know maybe your server comes to your table and you're like and you get that get that vibe like oh they're queer too yeah. or whatever it's like everything is better because you know you're you can enjoy on a, on another level of joy. I want to say when we get when we go into um, restaurants and we're and we have like a server that I'm like ooh they're definitely with us here. Um, I, it always makes me feel so happy. I always feel mm-hmm. so seen. And then they almost always are like, you guys were my favorite couple in here tonight. And we're like, yeah, we were. Because <laughs> we're fucking awesome and amazing. And who wouldn't want to be with us? Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading, this was kind of fascinating to me when we think of like, you know, celebrating pride and why being gay is so awesome. Did you know that the Kinsey report, you know, the report of like around yeah. human sexuality, they their findings were that 80% of Americans are bisexual. And, 80% and everybody's a little bit gay. Everybody's a little bit gay. There you go, like, folks. 80%. Uh-huh. So that means somewhere you're like, yes, I could, I, I, you know, it's like, I, I, I just want to name that that was their findings. 80% of Americans are bisexual. So that might mean, I guess you would classify it like, do you think sometimes about, or do you live like fantasies out in your head or you mm-hmm. can feel like a slight attraction? doesn't mean that you necessarily want to act on it, mm-hmm. but these were all the things that make you a little bit gay. Yeah. People want to shut down their humanness. 
And it, it is just kind of, right? Like it should be. Well, and, it, and at the time when they were doing the report, I think that they were lumping in gender um, gender and expression and orientation. I think everything was kind of like wrapped up in this, you know, one word of like homosexuality or gay. Wait, yeah. We didn't have like, the, I don't think that they had the nuances at the time of like, you know, looking like if somebody's orientation or um identity like i don't think, I oh, think they okay. just kind of wrapped it up all into the same what thing. year what year i i'm familiar with the kinsey thing but what what i would have year? to look it up i okay. actually don't know off the top of my head and i don't really feel like looking it oh up that's fine second. okay yeah and maybe we'll have to do like a whole other thing on this okay so we're you were you were mentioning gay movies oh like those are the two like i love yeah. love simon and i love uh the happiest season do you have gay movies that you love I do. I was just about to share one of my favorite gay movies is Better Than Chocolate. I may have we watched, watched that. Didn't yeah, we? that was one of the first, one of the first um, movies that I watched when I was like, I think I'm gay, and I and that was the movie that did it for you. Um, yeah, I had all sorts of like feelings come up, which I was like, you know, didn't understand, but I just kept watching it over and over and over and over again. <laughs> what was your I remember you telling me I remember what you told me your other gay movie was oh shoot now I'm blanking out it was Showgirls <gasps> fuck Gina Gershon and then I married her <laughs> <sighs> you loved Showgirls though yeah I kept watching Gina Gershon or sorry not Gina Gershon yes Gina Gershon Kept watching show, uh, Showgirls. It was the worst. It's the worst movie ever. The The plot is like, you know, Elizabeth Berkley is her name. Well, and I think Elizabeth Berkley and I immediately go to Jesse Spano from Saved yeah. by the Bell. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she was like naked and making out with people. And like, remember that scene where she's having sex in the pool? <laughs> she's like, oh, and she's flailing. like, on herself. Well, and then I think it's about like, Jesse Spano. Come on. Go sing I'm So Excited and OD on caffeine I was pills. just about to say the same thing. Yeah, when you're like, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. I'm like, how did she go from Jesse Spano to, that is the worst movie I think ever made, but it's also kind of the it best movie ever made. Extremely homoerotic, yes. <laughs> you said you watched that one all the time. I did. Um, Gina Gershon was like, like the boss and she would just sit back and drinking her drink and smoking her cigarette and I'm like why can I <laughs> keep staring what is it's r- like me when I watch Abby Wambach play soccer because <laughs> 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 I love and I love Megan Rapinoe mm-hmm. so that was like that so you like Gina Gershon and you asset we both loved the L word yes but I watched I was watching Showgirls and Better Than Chocolate well the L word didn't come out till like 90s yeah 90s and into the 2000s probably and now we're like on generation q the new one yeah and 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 the two movies were like early 90s maybe even oh no wait because i was never mind i'm getting my my getting all your gay stuff late 90s is when the l word came out right well, I just remember when I started watching it. So I don't know if it, I don't remember when it came out, but I remember when I started watching it. I was going to say, I think that that one I may have watched a little bit when it came out and then a little bit like when Amazon Prime got it for free. Yeah, because it was one of those things where it was like if you had money and you had HBO you could or Showtime, whichever platform it was on, you could watch it. But I never had those in college. 
Oh, I definitely didn't yeah. either. And I, I do remember watching, like I loved, I have talked about this, I love Sex and the City, and then they did this this whole reboot where um, Miranda's in a, in a relationship with a person who's non-binary, and she's trying to figure out her sexuality. But when I watched the original Sex and the City, mm-hmm. they really, they had male gay characters, but they really didn't do much with like fe- people that identify as female um, with gay characters, except Samantha was in a relationship and all of her friends were like, oh, so she's just gay now. She'll try anything. And it it doesn't age well. It was yeah. really kind of bad. Has actually. Cynthia Nixon ever commented on what it was like back then? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. But she is um, she's out and, and has been out for a long time. And yeah. uh, I believe her wife's name is Christine and is, is definitely more masculine presenting. But I think, you know, I think. Look, at that time, like in the 90s, and we've talked about this a lot in this podcast, there was a lot of problematic media around uh, yeah. queer voices. You just take the, you take the breadcrumbs of what you can get because you just, because. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about, that. we talked about this yesterday. We had a conversation about Harry Styles yeah. and Billy Porter. Yeah. So take two, take two. Like we were talking about this. We were, this is on our day of like not speaking to anyone else and we were doing really we were, well. We were doing really well. And then we tried to like keep talking and then we we're like, yeah, no, we're, we're done. So here we are now tonight. We're going to talk about Harry Styles, Harry Styles and Billy Porter. Yeah. Well, we had a really authentic conversation after we had been reading all, all afternoon and then we tried to recreate it and, and our, it didn't work and my jaw didn't work. Yeah. And so I, my one, pro- wait, wait, okay, wait, so let's do this. Let's pause. And we'll come back in like a minute and then we'll get into Harry and, and Billy Porter. Okay. We're back. Hi. I, I stopped drinking. I'm trying to like really c- cut back on alcohol consumption. Mm-hmm. And so I'm now addicted to, to Spindrift. That, yeah. The, they have giant packs of them at Costco. That They are so much better than any other. And I swear they're not a sponsor. Like I, I'm not, but not if a sponsor, you but if you want like, to, yeah. I'm addicted. Spindrift. We like your colorful and gay packaging. <laughs> you think everything's gay. <laughs> okay. So do we want to talk about Harry Styles and Billy Porter? Yes, we do. So, so let me just start off by saying, I, I really love Billy Porter. Me too. I really, really love him. And I really like Harry Styles too. So why are we talking about this? So Harry Styles was um, the first man on the cover of Vogue and he was wearing, um, he was wearing a dress. So cisgender straight man. Yes. He, he has been asked and he's like, I think it's perfectly like in the beginning when he was asked about his sexuality, he would say, I'm, it's pretty clear like I'm I'm a straight man I'm not bisexual I'm, I'm a straight man and then as time has gone on he's kind of changed his thing to where he says I can't even believe people are asking me like just stop like it's it's gross like don't ask people yeah I am who I am but he's been um from a fashion perspective and you know the fashion world he has gotten a lot of attention and they put him on the cover of you know Vogue and he's wearing a dress and He's just, he's getting a lot of attention for this. He is also in his own right. He has been an absolute advocate for the LGBTQ community. But Billy Porter, like, kind of spoke some serious truth truth about it. Mm-hmm. And so Billy Porter, if you are if you are not familiar with who Billy Porter is, 
Alex, do you want to tell? And then I have like a list of all of the things Billy Porter, because I like my list. So I have lists of all the things that Billy Porter has done. Yeah. Billy Porter is uh, a man of color. He is an actor, singer, choreographer. He's um, actor, singer, writer. He, I knew him, to be honest, first saw him in, in Pose. Mm-hmm. Um, the show Pose. Um, he was born in 1969. Um, he went to Carnegie Mellon University. Uh, Can he's, we like pause? Like, like Carnegie Mellon University yeah. is like a freaking prestigious university. And he went there. Yep. He's a smart man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I keep going. Sorry. He married Adam Smith in 2017. Um, and personally, like he's just always been since I saw him just very inspirational in, in, in his gender fluidity, um, the way he speaks out and, um, yeah, I find him a, a lovely human being. He is also the 2013 Tony award winner for his role in as, as Lola and kinky boots. Okay. He, um, he's actually, he has won a number of different awards um, for musical musical theater, and then he was also nominated for three Golden Globe awards. And in 2019, he um, the prime he was he won for outstanding lead actor in a drama series, becoming the first gay black man to be nominated and win in any lead acting category at the primetime Emmys. And in 2020, he was included on Time's list of the 100 most influential people in the world. Like Billy Porter is amazing. Mm-hmm. And Billy Porter also has when it comes to like fashion and being very much of this like blend of masculinity and femininity, he's been a total fucking badass on red carpet after red carpet after red carpet. And so I get where he is coming from when he's looking at Harry Styles. And he says, look, you know, I changed the whole game. I changed the whole game and basically describing his impact on gender nonconforming fashion. And then it's kind of like he's almost talking directly to Vogue and at Styles. And he's like, look, like Harry Styles, he doesn't care. He's just doing it because it's this thing to do. And this is where I totally feel Billy Porter. He says, this is politics for me. This is my life. I had to fight my entire life to get to the place where I could wear a dress to the Ox Oscars. And all Harry had to do was to be white and straight. Yep. So, so once again, the heteronormative And so comes this back. is where, like with Harry Styles, though, like it, it is kind of interesting to me that here is this, this younger, um, white, cisgendered guy. And on one hand, I'm like, is this allyship? where he is, you know, putting himself out there in ways where he is at least having and forcing a conversation around gender binaries. And he's like, why are you even asking me about my sexuality? I know that he goes, um, I, he, it's, he, he does do a lot for LGBTQ rights. But at the same time, I'm like, he didn't, he's getting all this attention and he is definitely not the first or most impressive um accomplished man to do this um and i don't know and in partly like we're with billy porter too like he's not the first either yeah um you know you could look at prince and the way that that prince represented um some of the other examples we talked about with like david bowie mm-hmm. um being another person so i don't know that billy porter has like the cornerstone on being the first and only to 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 do this as well but 
I understand where Billy Porter's coming from. And I also don't want to like bash on Harry Styles because I'm like, you know, at least he's maybe using his privilege here for good. But then it kind of feels a little performative, too, because he's getting an awful lot of attention. Yeah. I mean, do you think like, you know, because it's Vogue, I mean, could it, could Harry have said, um, maybe there's somebody even, better to do this, right. on this cover than me? Like, thanks for asking, but none of us, you know, but of course none of us, none of us would have known that, that mean if you're not going to do it in a, well, and Janelle Monet is like the other person because they are non-binary yeah um and 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 they show up also in ways that i'm like maybe they could have had but here's the interesting thing too i think this is this this is very complicated but like it always comes it'll for a while i don't know when will we basically get over the obsession with of is it like back to the penis like, you know, Jan- having Janelle on the cover would not be as... Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, like it's... For some reason, it's been acceptable for women to show up or people that are, are um, identify as, as a woman, right? Or to dress if you, if you were assigned female at birth. Yeah. However you want to identify, we, we, if women are dressing in menswear... Right. It's absolutely okay because because the in the 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 this the system is saying right you want to look like a man so it's okay so it's but okay but if a man wants to look like a woman it is not okay so what does that I mean we know what this tells us yeah so th- that's your point is why you you know because J- Janelle Momea I'm understanding is non-binary they but are. was assigned female at birth mm-hmm. and so it's not maybe as salacious or as interesting for her to for them to dress, excuse me, in in a way that would be more gender fluid. Yeah. But when Harry Styles does it, mm-hmm. well, man, we, we just got to, you know, break the internet here. And I'm like, he, I, I guess I can see it, like, maybe from his perspective, like, at least he's doing something to get a conversation or acceptance out there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, you don't, like, Billy Porter saying this, like, you don't live this. Yeah. I mean, even if they put like Sam Smith on the cover, they elite, they are, they are mm-hmm. a gender queer, non, uh, non-binary human. I mean, Sam Smith is a great example. Yeah. If we wanted to, you know, why, why not him? Why not Billy Porter? And then with like, with Harry Styles and I, I admit we were talking about him because I, I love his new song. Mm-hmm. What is it called again? As it was. As it was. I love that song. I love the song Watermelon Sugar. And then I we talked about what Watermelon Sugar is. It's I know. It's delicious. I'm wondering like how many people are walking around singing Watermelon Sugar without knowing what he's talking about. Um <laughs> I just remember I mean, our neighbor's kid is like 10 and he was like that's my favorite song and he would be like in the car going to school Watermelon Sugar high. Watermelon Sugar high. <laughs> So how many how many, have you listened to um this the songs back when we were you know popular popular when we were kids like and which ones i'm trying to it the, there was a tiktok trend where it's like you know go back and listen to the songs that were popular when you were a kid and, and listen you listen to it in your adult brain you're like oh my god well the one that comes to mind for me there's two that came to mind to me when you said that and the first one was 
when Madonna's Like a Virgin song came out because okay. I only knew the word virgin in terms of the Virgin Mary. Oh, I know. <laughs> right. And okay. So I couldn't understand why she was singing about the Virgin Mary. Like this song, the song made absolutely zero sense to me. Yeah. I was like, why are we singing about the Virgin Mary? <laughs> that like statue y'all make me pray to all the time. I'm constantly in like some type of like, you know, confessional and I'm saying 10 Hail Marys for being rude to my parents. I'm like, why is she singing about this? Had no clue that Virgin like meant a, a person who had not experienced sex, which is also like we didn't we had a whole conversation I was just about gonna, this the other yeah day. it's not necessarily intercourse it's not necessarily intercourse and in how you define what sex is um but but that one and then do you remember when george michael made the <gasps> that was the one i was gonna say is george michael the the what was the song called i want your i sex. want your sex and the video was like banned and it was this huge thing and they were like throwing out the records and all mm-hmm. this stuff and when i go back and listen to that song i'm like it's not actually that bad yeah, it it was very yeah for the time. Remember it the, was, the whole what is like sex natural sex is good. Not everybody does it, but everybody should. Mm-hmm. Sex is natural. Sex is fun. Sex mm-hmm. is best when it's one on one. I mean, that's a pretty positive sex positive message. I think so too. And they ban that shit. Yeah, don't say sex. Don't say sex. I also remember when George Michael did remember the um, I will be your father figure song. Mm. I mean, I will be your father figure. Put your tiny hand in mine. Remember that song? I do. And the video was like super steamy. Do you remember she? No, I don't. Oh my God. We're totally going to watch that tonight before we (laughs) YouTube it. But I remember I'm like, so wait a minute. The, The I want your sex one is too much, but father figure I, what is that song i will be your father figure put your tiny hands in mine i just remember that i will be video. your preacher teacher maybe Anything because you have in mind yeah be, maybe because it was alluding to oh well this one this has religious you know references in it we will accept i don't know that's so weird to me that the sex positive one from george michael was was banned and yeah. then the father figure one which i'm sorry can we just like not talk about father and sex i mean like hashtag groomer right (laughs) that's what that song is it's a groomer song i just got all the yuckies but my little like middle school self i was obsessed with that album i you know also what i thought about i'll be a i'll be a i'll be your father figure you know um like He's really saying it is, or is he really saying, "I'll I'll let you call me daddy." So it could, it was probably. See, here's the thing: it was probably a total gay reference to other uh, men, and I just it went over my head because I was young and an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I thought. That's why I thought. Yeah. Well, because he he what George Michael did eventually come out, mm-hmm. and he was in a relationship with Andrew. What was his name? Rigby or whatever. Who oh, was... from Wham. Yes. I loved Wham. They were a beautiful couple. They really were. Mm-hmm. They were so beautiful. And I wonder what happened to Andrew. I need to look that up. Yeah. I was always jealous of George's beard. But you don't like facial hair. I like the look of it. Oh, you do. But you don't want it. Right. Right. So as a trans man, we are all over the place. <laughs> God help you listeners. That We're you all the gay things. It's still gay. All the gay things today. But I, I know like that is, even though you identify as non-binary and transmasculine, you do not want facial hair. I don't. I mean, 
I'm glad you don't. I don't like <laughs> facial hair. I have issues with hair. <laughs> I have, I mean, we talked about this with, with, with our friends, Jill and Karen on Friday night. Like, you know, I have some, and I like the act of shaving, but I don't want a beard. And then, but isn't that one of the things that they tell you if you go on hormone therapy? That you can't yeah. pick and choose what things are going to happen to you. Yeah, I can't like a la carte my my. <laughs> I would like I would like big muscles. <laughs> I would like a broader, stronger jawline. Yeah, but please skip the facial hair. Like you don't get to you don't get to pick and choose what happens to you. No, I think I I probably pushed it a little bit knowing knowing my body and that I am not like a super hairy person to begin with. And so I knew that even if I go on tea, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to like, you're not going to all of a sudden like grow a beard. Yeah. And just be like hairy. Like I was, I knew. So I just was like, <laughs> okay. I know you, I know that you're, you, you identify as non-binary and, and slightly masculine of center, but you still have a lot of things about you that are very more feminine. Don't you think? Oh sure, I yeah no? yes actually yes I do yeah yeah I yeah. mean your 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 face your face for sure is yeah. definitely more feminized than whatever that means I guess and you love you love makeup mm-hmm. and all those things but I guess it's kind of ridiculous that we I mean like you always tell me like go look at some of the rock stars from the eighties like those dudes were rocking a full face <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nikki Sticks. That's the gem. Oh yeah, he always had like eyeliner, mm-hmm. and I know. I don't know why we genderize this shit. It's silly. Yeah. Anything else from the eighties or nineties that was super gay that you want to talk about? Super gay. Oh gosh, I did you ever have like the um like the Teen Bop Teen Beat magazines? I used to. I would get every once in a while. My mom would get us like the Tiger Beat. Yeah. And then I loved um YM. Oh, uh huh. Seventeen. That was kind of maybe my first clue to me that I may have been a little bit gay. Okay. Because I would like take the cover pages, yeah. of like all the the girls, and I would save them. So yeah, so like I would hang like Kurt Cameron and Corey Haim and um, Johnny Depp. Like I wanted, I wanted to be Johnny Depp. I'll just admit that right now. I, I mean, except for now. Well, except for I now. Mean, oh my god! But Talk about a shit show. Like Twenty One Jump Street, Edward Scissorhands, John, Johnny Depp. But anyway, but Alyssa Milano, I I was not, but I didn't have enough courage to like hang Alyssa Milano on my wall. You in really, the same. You really like brown eyed, long brown hair girls. I do. You really I really do. have a type. You really have a type. It's so cute. I'm just glad I fit it. <laughs> it would be really uncomfortable if I had like, I don't know, short like blonde hair and really pale skin right now. <laughs> I'd be like, um, are you sure you're attracted to me? That would be uncomfortable. Yeah, I I I remember being really obsessed with like I loved um and and, and strangely enough, like I still remember this one girl that they had put um, on the cover in the pages and she had like white blonde hair almost mm. like yours and it was really really long and really really straight and she really really light blue 
I, I mean, quite honestly, like not ma- not you know masculine, more like you show up. Mm-hmm. But I remember being just and being really young and not understanding. Yeah, but I would because like, you don't even know it's an option. <laughs> well, I didn't even know it was an option, and and I was pro- I mean, I was in middle school. Like the yeah. only thing I thought was an option was you know the the boys that were in my grade, and I was and it and it I think what gets confusing when you're young is that it always feels nice to be liked. Right. Right. Yeah. So like boys would like me and I'd be like, well, that feels, that feels nice. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to be liked? And then you get older and you realize like, oh, it's not just about how somebody make, you know, you kind of, you, you learn obviously an awful lot, which is where things started to take a downhill for me. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, but I, I do now when I, when, when therapists, um, especially if you've a, a, a queer therapist that's helping you understand your own queerness, they always tell you the same thing which is go back to how you were before the world told you you mm-hmm. couldn't be that. Yeah. And so I remember, you know, and I loved um, I loved Michael J. Fox because mm. I thought he was so cool and I wanted to be Michael J. Fox. <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah, he was pretty cool in uh, Back to the Future. And he was really cool as Alex P. Keaton. Mm-hmm. And I liked Mike Seaver on Growing Pains. Yeah. But he's... Man, he got he's, a little, a, he's a little now. Off the, yeah, that's a whole other. Because I was, yeah, because I was like, oh gosh, poor what's or Tracy Gold. When I oh. wonder if K- Kirk Cameron like tormented her off off camera too. I mean, he so for, for our other Gen Xers that are listening to this. I mean, there was a huge thing on Growing Pains where mm-hmm. um, he, you know, there was the one season where he, Kirk Cameron's character, Mike, I can't believe I remember this. It tells you, like, how much, like, media really does, like, impact you. But he had the girlfriend, Julie, on the show. And oh, yeah. And she, he found out that she had posed for Playboy. He had her fired, like, thrown off the show. And the next thing you know, that there's this other love interest for him and, that woman ends up becoming his wife in real life. And I believe they're still married and have all these kids. And, and he probably got uplifted like, yay, Kirk Cameron. They, he kicked the Playboy bunny off the show. I know. I wonder where she is. We should look that shit up. I wonder what's ever happened to her. But he, I hope she's killing it. He, I hope she is too. She, but he did the, the Left Behind series, which is about end of days in Christianity. There's a whole book series that they turned into movies. Yes, I've read them. Because I'm a glutton for punishment. I don't know why. It's ridiculous. But that, that you know, but I loved Kirk Cameron growing up. Mm-hmm. I loved Mike Seaver. I thought he was amazing. He was adorable. And now as an adult, I'm like, he spends an awful lot of time, like, basically beating up any type of, of woman that is going to not be obedient and gay, a, a gay everything. Mm-hmm. And you just got to wonder, like, dude, that that is not what Jesus was about. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, shit. I say yeah. I'm like I I I I grew up in I stopped going to church when I was in seventh eighth grade. But anyway, so I should just I stopped going to church when I was twenty six. Well, I'm gonna just listen to you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I I think I've blocked a lot of it. Yeah. And I go to like my family members that are still, you know, deeply involved in it and they're really trying to change things from the inside, which yeah. is which is I like that they're doing that. But for me, I, I, I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to let our straight allies try to do that. And as they've told me, they really want to make it so that religion, especially for young LGBTQ kids, that they understand that Jesus loves them just as they are. Yeah. That's what religion's supposed to give you, right? Mm-hmm. 
So should we switch real quick maybe yeah. to gay clothing? Oh, gay clothing? Well, yeah. I love my overalls and my flannels and my Birkenstocks. <laughs> and your white tank tops? I do wear a lot of white tank tops. Mm-hmm. What gay clothing? Well, you you clothing is a whole thing for you. Yeah, I'm I am I kind of like the uh, like a walking stereotype? Well, I don't know. I love the way you dress. <laughs> I think you dress really cute. I think sometimes the the closer the the older I get, the closer I come. I've been thinking this lately, especially with turning forty four. The older I get, the closer I come back home. Yes. So, um, um, back to the clothing I loved to wear as a little kid, and even in my in my late teens, early twenties, and I'm like, yeah. This this is this is really me. Yeah. That's a great feeling though, isn't mm-hmm. it? I love that feeling of when you put on a piece of clothing and you're like, it just is what you want to feel in that moment. Um, I will say as the older I get, the more I just need to dress for comfort because mm-hmm. I just don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't wanna and this is also a little bit post COVID world too. That, you know, even, you know, I've been out for a long time and um, definitely uh, I'm not a super feminine dresser. Um, Like if you put if you gave me something that had a ruffle on it, I'd be like, you need to take that away. (laughs) Um, I'm not, you know, I I wouldn't say I'm a masculine dresser, but, you know, I'm not like overly girly in the way I dress. But when I think about the way I had to dress for work before COVID, I wore fucking heels every day. You did. I would wear them with like really cute pants and like a button down shirt and stuff. But now I'm like, I wear, that was one of the awesome things that, you know, with COVID that we were like, we're not going back to what we wore before. Yeah. You wear like sneakers and a dress and a t-shirt. I wear all sorts of comfortable. Like today I'm wearing cargo pants and a black tank top with a a denim shirt over top of it. Yeah. And I'm like, and I was super comfortable all day. Mm -hmm. Felt awesome. Yeah. I did find with clothing that knowing that they were women's pants, even if they looked masculine, masculine, I still had, there was a time where I'm like, I can't, I can't wear those. Where are you at now with, with your clothing? I think, I think, well, a little bit physically too. My body is, is built. I do have a butt kind of. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> but my body has changed um, I don't have much of a waist and so it's like men's clothing just actually fits me better, better than women's. But before when I could kind of go back and forth or I could, um, or I just had more of a blend of all sorts of clothing, uh, when I was starting to kind of, uh, I just, just knowing that they was like women's pants wouldn't just kind of mess with me. Okay, I was going to go like say something super personal, but oh, sure. your undergarments sometimes though, are, sometimes you wear women's and sometimes you wear men's. Yeah. And it's some, fascinating. Yeah. And sometimes I'll check in and I'm like, these are really comfortable and they're clean. Well, I mean, we all have to do that. Right. Life is busy. <laughs> I just love how we all have like favorite pairs of underwear too. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing worse than having underwear that's too tight. Yes. That is the worst feeling. And there's this pair of underwear that I have. It has like a thick 
like a a thick band around it, yeah. and then with a tank top, and it reminds me of Sarah Jessica Parker from Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I've never seen that movie. Oh my gosh! There's a scene where they—I don't know why—but the camera basically hones in on a certain part of her body, and she's wearing these just these little like, yeah. So I, I'm just—it's just more of like, oh, I'm wearing the same thing. We've been talking for a while. We have. Yeah. So I guess like this is what our month of June is going to be like for our podcast. We're just going to come on and talk about all the gay things that we love. Yep. Can we do that for the whole month? Yep. So, and we're also talking about people in the gay community. So that we, we, we talked about stormy last week, this week we're talking about Billy Porter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we covered movies that we like and songs. some songs and some clothing. We could do so much more about music. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's so like pink and lady gaga and there's just yeah sam smith mm-hmm. janelle monet there's a lot of little nas x <gasps> so we got to save it for our next episode okay well thanks guys thanks y'all. and happy pride everybody happy pride balls happy of pride. magic i will say can i say like one more thing about of allyship? course i will say one of the things i do love in june is that when people see us when we're like just doing a normal thing, like we're walking down the street in a grocery store, whatever we're doing. I do love when people wish us a happy pride. Yes. That is a really kind thing. If it's, I mean, and obviously it's clear we're holding hands or, you know, we're doing whatever. It's clear that we're a couple. It feels really good when allies come up to me and they'll be like, hey, happy pride. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I feel seen. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So spread that joy around people. Mm -hmm. Wish people a happy pride. Mm Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you too. Should, we t- should I tell them the things now? Tell them all the things. Okay. All right, Balls of Magic. If you want to email us, if you have gay things you want to share with us, <laughs> um, how to be queer podcast at gmail.com. Uh, go, go catch us on Instagram, the book of faces, Facebook, and Kim and I both have TikToks, though we have we not haven't been using them. We haven't done much lately with that. Would you remind me that the one gay thing I really want to talk about next week is Call Me By Your Name. (gasps) Talk about gay things I love. Oh, we will do gay books. Yeah. That is a gay book that, like, I sobbed like a baby through. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what's to come. All right. We love you all. We'll see you next time.